0: Welcome, folks, to the Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is
1: on the I'm Bo Bonner, and I'm Dr. Bud Marr. We are coming to you from these United States of America, here in the middle of the country, Des Moines, Iowa, where Ooh. it is rainy. Yeah, uh, just giving those crops all the good moisture that it needs. Uh, But yes, my name is Bo Bonner. I'm here with Dr. Bud Marr. I am the Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives at Mercy College of Health Sciences and the Director of the Center for Human Flourishing. Bud, what do you do at the old uh, college?
2: I'm the Associate Provost at the college and discovered last week at the Iowa Catholic Radio Golf Tournament that I don't have a fallback career in golfing. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking if it doesn't work out at the college, maybe I can be a professional golfer, but no.
1: Actually, we should probably take this time to point out uh, that we won the prestigious uh, award of having the highest golf score, which means that we got <laughs> the uh, the gift of, of golf lessons. Although that's been contested. We have friends who say yeah. that they got a worse golf score than us. Um, but I want to point this out real quick, but just to clear the air to everyone, um, we only shot three over as a, as a group of four. So if that's the worst score, that sounds to me that there's a lot of Catholics around Des Moines that are... <laughs> Taking some time off to go practice their golf game.
2: (laughs) Or the confession lines are going to be longer (laughs) this week. That's (laughs) right.
1: When I did get the... When I received the reward, I did shout out. I think we got the award for most honest. Most honest. Honest um, scorecard.
2: I know it's best ball, but plus three is the highest score. I don't know. I'm... My hunch is there were some mulligans out on the course. but <laughs> I'm were, not saying Joe Stupulis took any,
1: but maybe Joe Stupulis. No, <laughs> no, uh, but it was a fun time had by all. Weirdly enough, like you know, we had some really hot and rainy days before. and Now it's raining. Now we had a you know yeah. God cleared it out of the way for us to have uh, a decently warm day. But it was um, it was breezy, and uh, that that made it a, a sort of nice day. So uh, hats off to everybody who went to the Iowa Catholic Radio Golf Outing and uh, supported the the radio show. Uh, we appreciate all of that. Um, so we want to say thank you. Shout out to, of course, Mercy College of Health Science who underwrites our show, MCHS.edu. But of course, we kind of have um, schedules set up a little bit different. A lot of schools, I think, are finally having their mm-hmm. graduations, but we're sort of what two, three weeks into the summer term. Yeah,
2: about three weeks in now. So we just um, yeah wrapped up the spring and then hit the ground running with all the great programming at Mercy College. The Big nursing programs, of course, but also some of our professional programs like sonography, radiation technology, um, physical therapist assistant. So some great things going on.
1: All sorts of ways you can do that in-person, traditional, um, hybrid, online. Um, Even when you do the traditional, we have ways to get you out of there fast. Like I said, that's why we have uh, the three-semester program. Uh, We have some uh, relatives of mine up in the the hospital. They're doing good, but it's also nice to run in there, Bud, and see uh, the the purple shirts, uh, the the Mercy students running around there. So uh, prayers to everybody, uh, all the students. But if you're thinking about uh, extending the healing ministry of Christ mchs.edu to check out all that Mercy College is doing. Well, Bud, last week uh, we got to learn about leadership, what you do when uh, you, you get some curveballs thrown at you, so it's good to have you mm-hmm. back here in the studio. Today we want to keep up with um, this second arc of what we've been doing here in the new year in 2022, talking about sacrificial leadership, but the saints specifically and what they can teach us about the faith. So we're going to talk about the saints and imitation, both their imitation of Christ and how it is that leadership uh, has everything to do about imitation.
2: Yeah, we're going to dive back in a little bit to René Girard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whenever we bring up French literary critics, um, some folks might think like, well, how's this fit? But I think a lot. Um, whenever we discuss Girard, and he's got some great things to say, I want to come to the the studio with like a beret and... <laughs> Drinking fancy coffee and everything, beret,
1: all of the things (laughs) that you need, all of the requisite things. Of course, we'll start off with Saint Paul himself, who sort of uh, is uh, very much about how imitation works in the lives of the saints. Talk about Gerard. Talk about that in leadership, Catholic leadership, in the key of Christ here in our day and age. Is the Uncommon Good, Bob Honor, Doctor Bud Mart. We're so glad to have you with us with our show on the Uncommon Good here on Wednesday. Stick around, and we'll be back right after these messages.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Gradios provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids
1: and their future.
0: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated
1: to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at
0: joinsarah.org. Join s-e-r-r-a.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by InterVisions Healthcare, empowering men and women to make the most informed, life-affirming decisions for themselves and their families. Learn more at IVHCare.org. IVHCare.org. Thank you, InterVisions Healthcare, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, desmoine-dentalassociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Back with the
1: Uncommon Good, Bob Honor and Dr. Bud joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. We're glad to have you with us. So as we continue this phase two of uh, what we've been up to in 2022, talking about sacrificial leadership, how are we going to uh, make Catholic leadership look like Jesus, right? That, of course, is the whole thing. So an imitation of Christ, the imitatio Christi. How are we going to make it that our leadership, when we see it in our churches or when we are Catholics and we're leading in other places, that we really do embody what it means to lead like Jesus Christ? And so the first part of uh, this whole arc, we sort of talked about the philosophy and the theology behind that, and uh, talked about that in many ways. This last part, um, we want to talk about saints, sainthood, and how already we have Uh, threaded through the concept of sainthood, what it means to lead uh, like Christ does, pouring ourselves out, uh, sacrificial leadership. So we talked last time uh, when we were on this uh, topic about saints as icons, as it were, mirrors Mm -hmm. and windows, letting light come in, letting people see what it is that they should do. Today we want to continue that theme but extend it a bit, because of course all saints really are are imitations of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we've talked about this concept before, Bud, though. Yeah. We've talked about mimesis, which is uh, the, the Greek way of talking about imitation. But to sort of give the, set the theme, what yeah. all we're really expounding on is St. Paul, in 1 Corinthians 11, says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And then elsewhere, he really extends this, that uh, in this chapter, for instance, of Corinthians, He's like, I'm just handing on the tradition of what Christ did at the Last Supper. And then he'll, in other places, say, you know, you follow me because I followed Christ, and so you're really following Christ, you're not, like, choosing different camps. This idea of imitating um, an apostle or imitating someone you know because they imitate Christ Mm -hmm. is foundational to Paul's understanding about how the faith life works. And so we return back, like we said, you, you talked about this at the beginning of the show. Yeah to the consideration of someone we brought up, René Girard, bringing up mimesis, which means imitation. At that point, we were talking about, in some ways, the difficulties or the things that can go bad with imitation and mimesis. Today, we want to talk about its fundamental nature and why it's good when when someone is worthy of being imitated.
2: That's right. You know, let's be honest. Scholars and literary critics, they like fancy words. They're trying to be precise with what they're saying. Maybe... Justify their how much time and money they spend on their education, <laughs> but mimesis, like you said, fundamentally is about imitation. And Bo, to give it some theological heft, in the Catholic faith, we talk about original sin. And if anyone's been through CCD or some form of catechesis, you've you've learned about original sin. Like a lot of truths of the faith, we give it kind of a definition, but it is kind of a mystery. What is what does it mean to be burdened by original sin? Well, we say. Baptism washes away the stain of original sin. So there's this element that you're sort of born with. But I think another piece of it, Bo, I think this is fair to say, original sin means we're born into a system of shared desire that's oriented the wrong direction. Part of the grace that God gives us is to reshape our desires. So you see this with our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mission, when he calls disciples, like you said, he calls them out of that negative form of imitation. He says, you know, like the Romans or the authorities of the world, they rule in this manner. And a lot of times it's through violence and coercion. So Christ says, don't repay evil with evil, you know, turn the other cheek, take up your cross and follow me. All of those things, as we've hammered home so many times on this show are not about like, be a doormat. It's about reshaping your desire. You are living into the form of life that Jesus modeled perfectly And that the saints, under the influence of grace, imitate or exemplify in a new context. St. Francis of Assisi is really the person of Jesus Christ or the the life and mission of Jesus Christ lived in a different century. Mm -hmm. And that's why all the details aren't identical or completely the same. But it really is God's life, God's grace, the Holy Spirit coming to fruition in the century within which the saint lived.
1: Absolutely, and I think that idea about desire is important. There's certainly a way, and to be very technical about it, uh, the Stoic philosophers, right, uh, are sometimes known as people who say you should have no desires, and that might be a little more complicated, but in general, right, there's this worry about desires themselves, that if you can have none of them, then you won't get hurt or things like this. And it's certainly the case, St. Paul himself Takes takes uh, some of the language of the Stoics to talk about the ethical life, but it's also certainly the case that Christianity is not anti-desire. The point of Christianity is that you desire too little, or mm-hmm. the things that you desire are not worthy of your devoting your life to. A leader, remember, we've just knocked this point on the head again and again and again. Leaders are about knowing where people need to go and the way to get them there. Well, but one of the things that is about where you need to get it to and how to get it there is desire. What yeah. should we be desiring? And the fact of the matter is this mimesis, this imitation, we're just saying when you get humans together, they're likely to imitate each other's desires, including the worst. This is why if you see a group of people or an organization and like one thing goes wrong, it seems like entire, uh, all of the dominoes fall because we sort of up. The, the, the anti each time desiring, 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 the bad desires, the confrontational ones, um, the ones where we're pitted against each other. Leadership in the key of Christ, which the saints do by imitating him, by pouring themselves out, allow there to be this sort of fundamental reset of desire. And that's what leaders constantly have to do, whether it's the church, whether it's a family, or even a business. The question is, what do we all want, mm-hmm. Really? And that starts to be the fundamental question. If leaders just want glory out of this job, if people just want a paycheck, if people just want you know a meal uh, you know, and a family, mm-hmm. you can start to see where all of this goes awry. There has to be these deep questions leaders ask, pouring themselves out, being willing to take the place to step in between this rivalry of desires and say, what is it that we truly desire? Yeah. I,
2: I mean, to circle back for a moment, because I love what you're saying about desire, um, the author C.S. Lewis he said the problem is not that our desires are too strong but that they're too weak and he says when we muddle around with sin we're sort of like playing with mud pies in an alleyway when what God offers us is a vacation at the sea you know like the the happiness that can be found in living the faith is is so profound and so deep and so rich that to settle for something less just it's it's a poor decision on the part of human beings now that being said bo And we talked about this with our students all the time, because so many of us, when we come to adulthood, we have this impression that Christianity is sort of about killing your desires. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would joke with the students that, like, when I grew up, I learned that the Christian faith could be boiled down to don't drink, smoke, or chew, or go with girls who do. Yeah. We all chuckle at that. But the the idea was, like, if you can just kill the desires, you know, then sort of, like, you're good to go. And sometimes that gets keyed in sort of, like, a rule-based, like, completely rule-based approach to the faith. But so much of what Jesus says to those who come to him and what Paul teaches to the Christians throughout you know, Asia Minor is like, is this question of desire? What do you desire? I mean, Jesus kind of frames it, I think, in the form of, who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. That's the fundamental question. He doesn't start with, have you eaten your vegetables? Have you paid your taxes? Who do you say that I am? And if you answer that question right, that's the path to sainthood. This ties into, like in our churches, I think some of our Protestant brethren misunderstand this, like with the statues and the stained glass windows that we put in our churches, they can be mistaken as sort of like, I don't know, like talismans or some people even say like, do you guys worship those or whatever? Like you were pointing out last week, the saints are, they not only like project light, but they reflect it or refract it. Mm. And so in our churches, if we want to teach people good forms of desire, if we want to give them examples to model their lives after what better way to do that than to visualize the, the the company of saints that the book of Hebrews talks about?
1: And see, that to me is key to what we're saying about leadership. On one hand, I think of Simon Lace, who writes this beautiful book called The Hall of Uselessness, one of my favorites. Um, but he's talking about the Spanish saints and Don Quixote. And he goes, the thing that makes someone a saint is actually that their desire outstrips what reality can afford. So it's not that... Uh, Teresa of Avila or John of the Cross or all of these famous mystics were sort of fuddy-duddies that had no desires. It's that nothing in this world could satisfy the otherworldly desire for Christ. And the saints are those, not the the sort of people who are dull, but have thro- thrown off all minor desires to mm. desire the one thing that is worthy. And so as you just got done saying, right, this is what we mean that to be a leader in the key of Christ is to try to be a saint, which is to say to desire the pearl of great price, the one thing worth it, to throw off all the other trappings that being a leader uh, affords you in this world, to only desire the one thing worth it, to, and then, as you said, Bud, to be a beacon of what that looks like so that other people can imagine it. This is what we mean when leaders need to lead by example. It's, again, not this sort of rule-based, oh, the leader always dots his I's and crosses his T's, you know, she's always uh, prim and proper, none of these things. The real leadership where you lead by example is by desire. Do I desire the one thing worth it? In this life, of course, it's Christ himself and heaven. But even when we think about it in terms of this business, this group, this whatever, does the leader... Shine forth what is truly worth desiring so that people can see it at all times and do it themselves. And this is the cascading imitation. But if we imitate Christ, we'll imitate Paul, and we'll imitate Timothy, and we'll imitate all the way down to where we become too worthy of imitation. we got to go to the break. This is The Uncommon Good. Bobon or Dr. Bud Mars. stick around.
0: We'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com.
2: St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people.
1: You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education,
2: community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others.
0: Even kids!
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imaging Ingredients. Imaging Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production.
0: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Permar Security, a Catholic-owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. PermarSecurity.com, five one five two four four five six six zero. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at Five fivesonsnaturescapes.com fivesonsnaturescapes.com
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear, in business since 1951 with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Back with the Uncommon
1: Good. Roboter and Dr. Bud joining me this Wednesday. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for listening to the show. So, to but if we can give a, a one quote that sort of wraps up what we're yeah. talking about, um, to throw out a quote from uh, someone who's very important uh, to me early in my intellectual life, Soren Kierkegaard. He has the famous line: "Purity of heart is to will one thing. Purity of heart is to will one thing." And it's hard to imagine a line that sums up uh, sainthood and yeah. holiness better. Uh, but also, just sum up what we're saying when a leader acts saintly, what they're up to.
2: Yeah, when you were talking about desire and the saints and how they live their life during the first um, part of this discussion, it brought to mind that quote from Kierkegaard. And it to me, it went back to what we've been saying about leaders the whole time. Like being a self-sacrificial leader is pouring yourself out, but it's not being spineless. And I was thinking about that in relation to happiness, because ultimately God wills our happiness. So if our will is aligned with God's, then we desire our own happiness. It's just caught up in the work that God is doing. That all plays into leadership. So if I'm imitating Jesus Christ or imitating one of the saints as they imitated Jesus, I desire my own happiness, but I also, um, through grace, desire the happiness of others or the good of others. So when you get in these conversations, the difficult conversations that we all have as leaders, like desiring the good of the other or desiring the good of the organization does not mean always, like, giving in to what someone wants. Right. Sometimes, like, as a leader, you may be called to speak a truth about what's best, even if it upsets another person. Now, you know, we always have to be, like, self-examining because sometimes, like, our own desires might be off. But this, this imitation of Christ is to will completely in your own life to know and love God. And then to desire that for others, insofar as they're willing to cooperate with that,
1: and absolutely one more way in which uh, this focus on sainthood when it comes to Catholic leadership goes around uh, and doesn't fall into what we've warned about—that leadership is like a, a personality trait or a, a type of you know extrovert versus introvert or whatever—you start to see this. You know, you said earlier that saints are simply the love and desire that God has, uh, but in the so to speak tailored to the time and place in which the saint lived. And this is why we can have saints that run the gamut of um, the little way, like St. Teresa of Lisieux, where she she was hardly heard from in her life, to St. Francis of Assisi, whose sort of like radical abandonment um, can make people think that the point of Christianity is just to, to sort of leave it all behind and never worry about it again. Um, Two saints that were actually kings and queens, yeah. uh, or Catherine of Siena who who confronted the Pope. It's not that any one of these personalities are leaders and others aren't. It's when we allow ourselves to be transparent enough to love the love of, let the love of Christ shine through in our particular time and place, like you said, it will refract differently depending on the situation. So if we have purity of heart, if we will one thing the love of Christ and the good of others, which is letting that love of Christ become alive and reflective in their life. Sometimes we'll have to be confrontational. Sometimes we'll have to be the opposite. But what's common to all of them is that willingness to pour oneself out so that the love of Christ can be incarnate in our time and place. And that's what a saintly leader does. This is the uncommon good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our families, city, state, nation, world, Uh, Solar System Galaxy, the whole kit and caboodle, this is the Uncommon Good, and we'll be back next week. But if people want to join us for praying with Iowa Catholic Radio, what are the times that they can do so?
2: Yeah, please do join us in prayer. It's one of the most important works that we can do together. Uh, You can use the Iowa Catholic Radio app to access um, and pray the rosary anytime anywhere. We also broadcast it at 6 a.m. and 10 a.m., and then in the afternoon at 2.55 p.m., we pray the divine mercy chaplet.
1: And uh, prayers specifically for, I mean, there's just been, at this point, tons of news about the Buffalo shootings, the shootings in California, the shootings in Texas. Um, We don't need to get in, there's not enough time to get into uh, all of the sort of details of that. But if people can maybe uh, specifically throw out a divine mercy chaplet or rosary for those families who are in mourning, we especially think about praying for them today. If you want to know events that are happening in and around the diocese that Iowa Catholic Radio is a part of, it's easy to find that out, iowacatholicradio.com. The Eucharistic Miracles of the World display can be viewed now at St. Joseph's, uh, June 3rd through June 20th, Uh, now, now coming up soon, I should say. The Next Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, June 10th at noon, St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. Scheduled to talk is De- uh, Deacon Randy Keel from Holy Trinity Parish and founder of Cardia Counseling. Lunch will be provided by Chick-fil-A, where you're welcome to bring your own. Iowa Catholic Radio welcomes Scotty McGreary with special guest Ali Colleen at the, to the Iowa Vince Center Ballroom Sunday, July 24th. Uh, they also welcome Skillet with special guest uh, Dante Bowe to the Iowa State Fair Grandstand, August 11th. Uh, that's a Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, also, John Christ, a comedian, uh, his friends with special guest Dusty Slay to the Iowa State Fair grandstand Wednesday, August 17th at 8 p.m. Um, and then also Ann Wilson to the Iowa State Fair Ann and Bill Riley stage Sunday, August 21st at 8 p.m. And finally, if you want to check out the Iowa Catholic Radio 15th anniversary Footprints of God Pilgrimage to the Holy Land, you can do that at iowacatholicradio.com. Please remember us in your prayers or uh, your donations as well. You can donate at iowacatholicradio.com on the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or you can call 515-223-1150 to discuss uh, donation for this great great Bud, uh, hope you have a good day. Hope you stay... Uh dry relatively
2: i mean i could easily be a pacific northwesterner so i'm not complaining about today's weather at all
1: <laughs> me as well i don't mind holding off on the 80 degree days yeah uh folks thank you for listening to us have a wonderful week god bless This is the uncommon
0: good and we'll be back next week the uncommon good with beau bonner and dr bud mar is heard every week on wonderful catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast Just search for The Uncommon Good.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.